Welcome to the Movie Newbie Podcast with me, Jabril, the Movie Newbie, and the two aficionados, Ollie and Raf. So enjoy the show. Yo, what's up, guys? We are back, and you're listening to the Movie Newbie. I'm your host, Jabril, and we are back again with the two other guys, the two aficionados, the two experts, Raf and Ollie. How about you guys say hello? Hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Keep it short. Keep it simple. <laughs> short and sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, today we're going to go. We're going to go with our first theme back again for season two, I guess. Episode 22, I hope. If not, I'm just going to say episode 21, just in case. And I'll edit everything out. Um, <laughs> but we're no, doing westerns. Uh, what were you saying? I said, no, you won't. You won't edit this out. <laughs> And I said smart, so we said two very different things. <laughs> yeah, so let's get to it, guys. I think we have our first theme, which is Western movies, Westerns, good old Westerns. And for the first movie, Ollie chose the good, the bad, and the ugly. So how about you take it away? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, I guess this is like when we were decided that we were going to do uh, movie Westerns. Um, this was probably the first film that came to mind. I mean, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I, it's hard to really introduce it properly. It's probably one of the most well-known films of all time at this point. It is perhaps uh, one of the most well-known pieces of genre cinema ever made. Um, even if people haven't seen the film, they are well aware of, I guess, I don't know, the... The, the quotes, the um, the scenes, the characters, it just casts a long shadow over not just American cinema, but the genre of Westerns in general. It's funny that this was the first Western that came to mind because um, even though this is considered to be a classic West Western and we are using this as the first film in our classic Western genre, um, it is not actually what you might call a classic Western. It is a spaghetti western, and spaghetti westerns, for those who don't know, were uh, sort of, I guess, a twist on the western genre that basically originated in Italy during the 1950s and were made by Italians who loved western cinema but wanted to make similar films, usually in, in, it, in Italy or Spain or in parts of Europe, on a really cheap budget using TV actors from America that were very, very violent and were often a lot more amoral than um, the Westerns that first became popular during the 1920s, 30s, and 40s in the United States. By this point, when the, by the time that this film came out, the Western genre was considered to be kind of dried out and I guess lame or something, for lack <laughs> of a better word, um, in the West. But people like Sergio Leone, who directed this film, decided to revive it with his uh, trilogy, which he called the Dollars Trilogy. He started with a fistful of dollars, followed that up with for a few dollars more, and then completed it with this film, which is considered to be in many ways his crowning achievement, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So as you, as I mentioned before, this is a spaghetti western directed by Sergio Leone. It stars Clint Eastwood in what is probably his most memorable role, and it was released in 1966 um, with a score by the one and only the legendary Ennio Morricone. So, yeah, basically, I mean, I've said enough, you know, I've given you enough backdrop. This is mm. uh, a lot has been said about this film already, but we're going to try and see if we can add to the conversation in a really interesting way. 
this is not just one of the best Western films ever. This is just one of the best films, period. And um, we knew it was one that Jabril hadn't seen before. And so we had to, you know, uh, we had to like fill in that gap in his movie, in his uh, sort of in, in his movie um, knowledge. And so we're really excited to talk about it today. Um, so yeah, that's it. Sorry, guys. This is the first time we're doing an introduction for the uh, for a film after having seen it and when we're about to talk about it. So we're kind of, if we're a little bit like throwing off our game here, please excuse me. Uh, hopefully we'll get back into the groove really soon. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Guys, what did you think of this film? I mean, that was an excellent, that was an excellent introduction. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure um, you're not being sarcastic? No, 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 I'm not. I feel like we could just like leave now. That's, I think like people will be so uh, excited to see it just judging from, from this, from this uh, introduction. <laughs> Seriously, well done. Like that was, uh, yeah. And I'm glad nice. that we're starting with a bang and I'm glad that we're starting with, you know, this kind of scopic uh grand uh genre that can quite maybe you know hopefully attract maybe more listeners or, or keep the same ones still interested and uh what's that jabril what, what are you pointing out oh it's spaghetti it's a beer yeah. oh it's a beer <laughs> oh, yeah. I, thought were, I thought i thought for a pun you you were you were showing me a guys i did not think jar. that the listeners were meant to be were meant to know that we sometimes imbibe alcohol during recordings of this show yes yes they are <laughs> we do, but maybe they don't um, know what ti- some yeah. some people might not know what tiger is. Maybe we're talking about an actual tiger. I don't know. Yeah, maybe um, they think that's like street word for like some kind of hip new designer drug. True, true, true. <laughs> um, you guys on that tiger? <laughs> yeah, you, you guys got that tiger. Um, but oh wow, we're already straying from the path. Look yeah. at us. Uh, horrible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I guess Jabriel, what you know, some of the first questions I would I would like to ask you is, did you? Um, were you aware of spaghetti westerns? It, was that a genre you kind of knew about, or was it something you never even like touched or seen or heard about? Was this? Did you plunge into a new world? Did we throw you into a new world? Um, I've never seen a spaghetti western before. To mm. be fair, like to be very honest, I'm not the biggest fan of right on. westerns. You know, like it's not like the first movie that I'll be like, oh yeah, let's go watch that. It's a western. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a, it's lame. That's that's what I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So I know about spaghetti westerns. Like I've, um, I heard about it. I think from a documentary about something random. And then obviously, uh, what's that movie that came out with Brad Pitt and DiCaprio? Right. Yeah. It's Once, oh, Upon, a uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And and because they were like actors from westerns, and I think one of them was doing like spaghetti westerns. So then I researched it a little bit more. Um, but other than that, I think this is the first time I've seen, yeah, uh, what's it called? Spaghetti Western. <laughs> Spaghetti yeah. Western. Yeah. So what, what did, what did you here. think, what did you think of the good, the bad, and the ugly? Um, it was okay. I mean, I, I think, I think it's really, I guess it's just an old movie. Like, there were, <laughs> like the, the, Absolutely. the beginning, I think like the first hour there was just loads of funny parts. I didn't know if it was intentionally being funny or like when he was shooting the people's hats off. It made me laugh so much. I was like, what the hell is this movie? <laughs> There's just so many random comical moments. Oh, also, also, you guys know how much I hate long movies. True, true. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we test you was a little bit there. Hard. <laughs> really? It was so difficult. Like, I, 
the only thing I enjoyed was how beautiful the shots were. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, I I think I found it hard to concentrate. I mean, it could have been an hour and a half. It didn't have to be that long. Wow. But well, I'm surprised. I thought you were. I thought. I thought Jabriel was going to really enjoy this movie. Me, me too. We we fucked up. All. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This, um, I don't know what. Just I think because you know, it's considered to have one of the best film scores of all time. And I know Jabriel's a does. massive. You know, Jabriel's a massive. You know, he knows his music, and he's a big appreciator of good music. And then also, I just think it's a really stylistic movie. Like mm. just the way it's shot, which you mentioned, Jabriel, but also the way it's. Mm. <clears throat> sort of directed the the characterizations I, I don't know i i just uh, for some reason i thought this would really vibe with you jabriel well, raf what did you think of this movie yeah similarly to uh to you i'm quite baffled but it's but it's also i'm i'm glad i'm glad you're you're you you're you're finding it lame because why not like if we were all you know going to agree that this movie is a masterpiece which that's what i think i mean i think it's just an absolute bloody masterpiece it's a gold mine it's 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 something that 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 like you said casts this immense shadow for for decades and decades and decades they you know these characters have have lived and test and, and and stood the test of time uh and it's really really a hallmark a benchmark for 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 western if you're thinking of western you're thinking of the good the bad and the ugly i mean it's 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 up there um I, I thought it was it actually it, it, it captured my soul man and it and it was there I was I was I was in the west I was I was there physically it was so tangible uh you know those shots there were they were almost paintings they it was it was it was something out of something out of you know uh, it is art it was art displayed for three hours and yes the running time tests you but I don't know. I, I felt very unchallenged by it. I, it flowed so smoothly for me. And I think a big part of that was the music. It was the movie's spine. You know, it, it, it keeps the flow and alignment of this three-hour epic. And Inyo Morricone is, is a genius. And, and, and the following week, I incessantly listened to that score, like uh, especially Ecstasy of Gold. The Ecstasy of Gold. That I, 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 can't, I, I can go to tears thinking about that score. Um, and... And and yeah, and just it, it just has those brilliant moments from <clears throat> from the beginning, uh, which I think all the uh, we, we we talked about this a little bit, but one of your favorite moments was 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 the beginning with that with those elongated silences at the beginning where he enters um, he enters the house and it's reminiscent to like you said to um, to Inglorious Bastards uh, yeah uh, the the milk scene so it, yeah uh, yeah yeah absolutely yeah sorry going around. No, no, yeah, that, that that was pretty much where I kind of want to like hand it off to to one of you guys, but it's it's it it definitely left a massive impression. But I'm also glad that our movie newbie it didn't. <laughs> I'm glad that there was no you know drastic impression uh, to it because we're gonna throw films at you, Gabriel, and uh, I I would be I I would be less challenged if you kept. Yeah, saying, well, this movie's awesome. Like, I'm glad this this gives us friction. So let's do it, you know. And I'll and I'll pose you, you know, questions throughout to see like maybe you like that or maybe you like this or what didn't you like about that? Um, did you notice? I did have one question for you, Gabriel. Did you notice that the whole, pretty much the whole film, was uh, was spoken through ADR? So a lot. So most of the lines weren't actually, you know, recorded 
on on set they were recorded yeah yeah, yeah. i did because because that because that, that could challenge me like that could that that sometimes when I, I watch um kind of vintage cinema that's the some that's the the one thing that challenged me in terms of sound i'm like oh. yeah especially when that, it's not that, good that really hurt for me like it was really hard because for some of them like okay correct me if i'm wrong right but did other actors like have lines in different languages and then they would dub them in english so i don't i don't know about this because i actually didn't know myself that this whole movie was recorded with adr but i do know that in italian cinema especially in the decades before this film was released it was very it was common practice that you would not record any sound on the location that you were shooting so it'd all be done through adr and they relied so heavily on this that um often actors would not even be speaking the lines properly on um, when they were shooting. So I, I guess like a really famous example I know is there's this, um, there is this uh, famous uh, Fellini movie called uh, La Strada, which has an American actor, a Mexican-American actor in it playing one of the central roles. And uh, he does not speak Italian, but yet his character is speaking Italian throughout the film. And when I found this out and I realized like what he was saying on screen did not match up with the dialogue that was coming across. It turns out basically he didn't know what his Italian lines were going to be. So all he was doing was saying one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And he was told when to place certain emphasis by the director. And then afterwards, some Italian guy just looped over <laughs> all of his dialogue. So he wasn't even speaking in any with any words on set. It was just acting all through emotion. But anyway, I think so. I guess maybe because I've seen quite a few Italian films that were made in that way, it didn't throw me for a loop this time when I saw The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And well, I guess I was done a lot more expertly though than a lot of other Italian films I've seen, you know? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I thought it was, I thought the, the amount, the professionalism in, in the ADR for this film was, I mean, it was it was incredible. It, 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 it was so seamless. Um, but there are which, some like characters you can see who are not clearly, you know, were, looped, yeah. were like dubbed by a different actor later on, like for some of the bit parts, you know? Absolutely. Like the, the captain. Yeah. The, uh, <clears throat> which, wow. oh, the cap, which captain? Is it the captain or the general or whatever? The, oh, the guy from the, yeah, yeah, the North, yeah. the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, the one the who's... The drunk guy. Yeah, 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 the one who's kind of um giving, uh gives Angel Eyes a bit of a... A bit of the stink eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the guy who was... No, the guy um, who was a drunk. And he tried to blow up the bridge. Oh, you mean yeah, Tuco? Yeah. Angel Eyes? No. <laughs> this is like a comedy <laughs> bit. I was thinking yeah, it was the... I think it was the general on? who was drunk, but also didn't trust Angel Eyes. I don't think Angel Eyes was in that scene that I'm talking about. Okay. It was okay. just uh, what's his name? Eastwood and the the Mexican dude. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Tuco, uh, what's Tuco. his name? Tuco. Yeah. Was yeah. Angel Eyes? Am I? Am I? Maybe I was. I, I got confused with the uh, other army base, the one where um, Angel Eyes had been sort of given that role with the Confederates. Mm. Oh no 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 no! I'm, uh, I'm talking okay. about later on in the movie. Uh, okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, maybe you're talking about Corporal Wallace. I think that was the name of his character. Maybe yeah. it's when they blow up the bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, 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 yeah. So his, that captain or whatever, his um, like 
overdub. What is it called? ADR? ADR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So his was really bad. It was just really I think because the actor who played him was Italian and then his dialogue he, yeah. was in English. So they must have got mm-hmm. some other actor to do that. Mm-hmm. But then what? So so did you just, so Jabril, did you just find the pacing to be quite slow in general? And I like really un- unengaging? Kind of boring. Mm. Um, they could have just gotten straight to the to the two hundred thousand dollar. What is it? The the, the treasure, the the reward, the, the cemetery. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the cemetery. Like they could have got to that plot from the beginning. They didn't have to do that whole hour and a half of like lead up to that. You know, like it was. It could have been two movies, and they could have like focused all their energy in making that plot a lot better. This is like what I feel mm-hmm. is that they made such a long movie and spent like all that time trying to work on something that's like, I think three plots. There was the, the guy who was originally looking for um, the 200,000. And then there's um, Tuco and what's his name? Did he have a name? Blond. Well, they call him, well, you're talking Blond- about Clint Eastwood's Blondie. character. Yeah, Blondie. He's yeah. also known as like, the man with no name. That's how he appears in. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they had their little thing going on. But I feel like you had to like put them through all these various challenges because if you know if they were if they got to basically the cemetery like an hour into the film and then just had that standoff that climactic standoff, to me it would not feel nearly as um, as 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 momentous if you had not watched them struggle and you know, risk their lives at various points for the last two and a half hours to get there, you know? Yeah, I, I guess, I guess so. I just, I just don't think it had to be that long. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been done in a shorter time. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, well, yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from. And I guess maybe, you know, the length of it was, also a sense of scale you know like this is a massive film the scope of this film is is gigantic and to to, to have it reduced to any shorter time would have would have maybe incriminated on that would maybe like uh, damaged that a little bit and you know and you know it's in the middle of the american civil war which is already a massive Mm -hmm. thing and it had you know including that maybe to to honor it had to give it more time because you know that's that's a whole movie on its own yeah um but but, like, I, but I get it. While right? I was like while I was watching the movie, one thing that stood out, I I can imagine watching this movie in a theater with like a live band, you mm. know, that does it like along with the cinema. It's more of like an experience, and I probably would have concentrated during that, like watching it as a complete experience, rather than watching it on my, you know, my TV, and right. You know, you, you don't really feel the movie. And I feel like this is something that you should feel. Like the the entire experience of watching something like this would be enhanced in a different setting. Yeah, in a live event. I get it. Well, if you mm-hmm. if you do want to watch something on YouTube that's really cool, uh, the, Danish, the Danish National Symphony Orchestra does a brilliantly, uh, a brilliant, beautiful uh, live rendition of, of, of the score. Um, so, and to anyone out there who's interested, uh, you know, trying to, trying to represent the, the Danish Symphony Orchestra. Um, what, what? All right. Uh, but yeah, it's that, I, th- I feel like we're at a standoff right now. I feel like much like the good and bad, the ugly, 
Although I think me and Ollie are kind of in the same par. Maybe we're Tuco and, and Blondie here. And, <laughs> and, and Jabriel uh, is Van Cleef, uh, is Snake Eyes. And I feel like, yeah, we're, we're at opposite ends. Um, I think... Yeah, go, 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 go. Newer, newer Westerns, like, definitely improved the genre. You okay know? okay well this so is this is good that's to... my experience with westerns are the newer ones you know that's good so to know um, that's i feel like maybe this is like i guess kind of like the godfather yeah. you know the movies that came after that kind of improved that whole genre right but... like of the mob hmm. movie genre they, it kind of got better 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 and it got modernized so i guess i don't know I fall in the contemporary Western thing. Which is know. which is good, which is good, because, I mean, our next two films are very contemporary uh, from what uh, Ali has chosen. Um, they are neo-Westerns, essentially. So you're going to get to experience a bit of both and, and hopefully... Um, hopefully get to see uh, a contrast and see if you, if you do like... Um, you know, if you do like contemporary Western, or maybe you 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 did prefer in, indeed the the classic, the more classic side. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting uh, that the running time thing that you're having here, because The Godfather, in essence, uh, you seem to have enjoyed that throughout, right? And it was pretty much the same running time and the same scale. Um, obviously, you have a very different genre, a very different beast. Um, but yeah, maybe you just not maybe you just not into Western. Maybe it's maybe we chose the wrong thing to start well, with. The the Godfather the plot was a lot better. Yeah. Um the acting was a lot better. The I think the stylistic choices was a lot better. But I feel like this is like apples to oranges kind of situation. Like Yeah, and I think I, I think well I, I I don't know. I mean I think, you know, we're watching the first film of our of three films mm. that are going to be westerns. So before we can make any sweeping statements on the genre, this could just be a case where no. you don't. It doesn't have you don't have to dislike this film because it's a western. You can dislike this film because it just for a myriad reasons did not um, did not add to a satisfying experience for you. And um, uh, but you know I think we should spend a little bit of time dwelling on mm -hmm. what it is that Jabril and I, uh, sorry, that Raph and I really like about this film uh, for a little bit, just out of respect, because <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. literally commonly yeah. cited as one of the best films of, of all time. I mean, Quentin exactly. Tarantino and himself Tarantino said it's the best Westerns. achievement in so. cinematic history. So, um, right, and so it's not like, so it doesn't necessarily mean that we should just, you know, um, bow down to it without any kind of criticism or scrutiny, but... You know, I do want to just spend a few minutes at least sort of extolling its virtues. Um, mm. I think, you know, what mm -hmm. you mentioned, well, let's start with what Jabril actually can agree with. Mm -hmm. The cinematography is um, sensational. I mean, this is set in, you know, New Mexico, I believe, during the Civil War. And so it's supposed to be on sort of the, the Western Front uh, during like the, the era of the Wild Wild West. And you do see a lot of epic vistas, like beautiful landscapes. But what's funny to um, you know to to note is that this film was actually like many a spaghetti westerns. This is where they got their name. It was shot in uh, in Europe as opposed to America itself. And in I think Spain, it's really right? I think a part yes. Lots, I don't know. I know. I certainly know parts of it were shot in Spain. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, the, well, the, the cemetery, I think, who as Raf can certainly attest to, because I know he's watched a documentary about this recently. But the, and that's def- the, yeah, and that's, and that's definitely where, where my burn was, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And that, I was like, that, the burners. Oh, yeah, this is, this is right. burner festival stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> well, what's really impressive, though, is how they're able to build, they were able to build those sets, those little, mm-hmm. like, sort of, because ta- these films were not made for a ton of money. I think this film was made for $1.2 million. That's right. Which back yeah. in the day may have been quite a bit of money. And I think that's because by the time he was making this third film in his trilogy, Sergio Leone was able to get more money together than he usually had. But still, not a ton of money. And they built like a bunch of towns and sets like in the middle of Spain. Mm. And they do look like you do look like you might as well mm. be, um, you know, in New Mexico or somewhere in Utah or Texas. Um, Just before and another thing I want to Yeah, it's crazy. Um, did the other two movies in the trilogy have anything to do with this? Did, was Clint Eastwood in those? Like, did, were the same characters, everything? Yeah? Uh, it wasn't... Um, the only thing that was connecting them were... Uh, Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood would play a character called... That is known as the man with no name. So, an unnamed protagonist. They never... I My understanding is they never clarify or, like come down specifically on whether or not he's playing the exact same character. There's no story links between each uh, movie, but he plays a very similar character in all films. And apart from that, the only thing connecting them is genre and kind of, I guess, theme. Mm-hmm. And it was made with a lot of the same crew, basically. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, another thing I w- that I want to talk about when it comes to the cinematography is... Uh, What's really cool is it junk there has this great juxtaposition between mm-hmm. these massive wide shots showing these epic mm-hmm. vistas and the people inside of them. Yep. And then it just cuts to these incredible close-ups of people's faces. It's There's like no amazing. medium shots. And you can just sort of wide so shots. That's close-ups. what I like about this movie. It's like you could see how it's inspired so many movies that we see now in so many different genres and like fusions of I don't know, like even the shots, you know, like the the Mexican. What is it called? The Mexican standoff when there's three. Yeah. So like you you saw yeah, that in Spider Man, yeah, so. you know, like <laughs> with the Spider Man, <laughs> the the meme. Um, yeah. You see it in uh, well, I don't know, like like you're saying with the the big shots and the and the like really close up shots. That reminds me of um, fuck, what's it called? A Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah, or any of the Star Wars movies, for that matter. Absolutely. Even the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. I mean, they they say that. Uh, what well, I I've never seen the Mandalorian, but I know it's that awesome. it's often referred to as like a western, essentially, and like mm-hmm. and the the Star Wars is often referred to as a space western, right? So um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it definitely colored uh, the palette for, for the genre to keep going and to survive uh, for many years. And it definitely paid, like, so many directors and so many films pay homage to th- this, what this film has contributed for cinema. Um, and I, be- I believe, because uh, I, was, I was going to, I was going to uh, as a prelude to, to this film, I was going to watch Seven Samurai because Akira Kurosawa was, was a great influence on Sergio uh, Leone's uh, trilogy. And a lot of, um, 
yeah, a lot of this film derives from 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 the essence of of you know films like like Seven Samurai or or any uh, other Akira Kurosawa film uh, of that time. Um, so you know it's it's cinema influencing cinema, and it's it's not just you know one country cinema. It's it's like that a global cinema that's just that's just kind of yeah, like you say, it's a fusion, and and uh, all films are. Uh, in that sense, kind of like molded together and blending and making something new, and 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 I love that about, I love that about um, genres like this one, westerns uh, and spaghetti westerns can 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 do that and can change throughout time, and and I'm very excited to, to see the next ones, you know, to to dive into neo western, and then you're gonna see a, a whole different facet of of this genre, but um. Uh, yeah, uh, to, to to talk about the 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 close-ups of this film, I mean, I I think this is a movie all about the eyes, and it's it's a movie of deep stares that tell the story, you know, of human face, of human faces, of of you know, detailing the complexion uh, with a with a close-up followed by eyes telling the story rather than dialogue. It just and reminds me, like so. I ingenious. I I found it I mean, so funny that whenever Blondie's character, there's like a close-up of his face he just pulls out a c cigar where is he getting these cigars he goes into the yeah. river yeah. like he gets arrested he goes to this to that place free flow cigars he's got them all the time he's got them all the time yeah well what are yeah. they called they're not called cigar they're like yeah. little but i mean he said cigarillos 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 yeah, I think they are cigars. Okay. Yeah. So maybe they are cigars. Okay. Maybe they're just like quite thin cigars. 1800s. Someone needs to brush up on their American history. <laughs> on their American history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. I don't need I don't need to know this brutal, brutal history. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But um uh yeah, no, absolutely. Like the um well like the focus on the eyes, I mean, no one else embodies that more than um Clint Eastwood in this film. I mean, I mean yeah. his dialogue—he's got no name, but also he's barely got any dialogue in this film. Like he always in this mm -hmm. film and all all the other films in this trilogy. He's like barely a character. Uh, you know, he plays like such a <laughs> character, and it's so effective. Well, right, right, barely. He's also like okay. I, this is all sort of launching into another topic, yeah. but I think so. He's a bit of a dick in this movie, right? Like, but that's the thing. That's one funny thing I find about this movie. I think. The weirdest thing about this film is that it's, is its title, right? It's a great yeah. title, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But it doesn't really make a lot of sense because mm. in the beginning of the film, quite famously, they introduce everyone, each of the main three characters with their own title card, you know, um, designating the ugly, the bad, and then the good. But, like, yeah. these characters are often kind of, like, interchanging those qualities. Like, I think they're all pretty... I don't think any of them are particularly good. They're all pretty ugly at times. Mm. And... They're all pretty self-serving and selfish. Yeah. Mm. There's nothing really noble or pure about Clint Eastwood's yeah. character. He's just the most dignified, probably. Well, those and are the components. It. Those are the components of a spaghetti western. That's what differs from, like you said in the beginning, a classic western and a spaghetti western. There's a lot more grit mm. in spaghetti westerns. There's a lot more, if anything, realism. And it's not showcasing heroes. It's showcasing 
anti-heroes you know mm. people that have shades of gray people that have corruption people that are like you know humans that are flawed and ugly and and yes they you know the brilliance of the title you know tuco is ugly but also has shades of good and like you know has moments of of yeah. you know um, i don't know all they all satisfy frailty. Their own he's the frailty, most yeah i mean this is this is stepping on like another i want to i'm going to talk about this a little bit later when we get to our questions but like tuco is the most humane character of he them is, all for he sure is. And he steals for me he steals the bloody yeah. show you know he's, yeah i don't know why i want to show him there but he he just he just does uh it's he, what a performance i mean that's you know and 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 i'm, and I'm I, I don't know if you have this question later but do you is one of your questions favorite lines uh no no it's 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 not it's well, it's not well then i well then i gotta do it now i'm one of my favorite lines yeah. you go and it's if <laughs> you're gonna shoot one. shoot don't talk yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, you could you could you could say that to every Marvel villain, every I mean, DC villain. The, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna kill him, kill him. Like I didn't realize it goes it goes back to 60, 66. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but like I thought a title, a better <laughs> yeah. title, yeah. explaining the uh, characters, so... would be the dick, the idiot, and the sleaze. Because like one of them's pretty sleazy, you know, the the bad guy. He's like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. That's Oh yeah, <laughs> you just named the porno of this film. You realize? I would say Tuco's the idiot. <laughs> I feel like Tuco is probably the sleaziest. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So it would be the dick. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And the um, idiot, right? and, and if we go with the bad, then the idiot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, can yeah. see that. Yeah. All right, let's um, uh, we'll we'll call we'll call um. I was going to say, Warner Bros. definitely didn't do this film. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll call the company and be like, can you change this title by any chance? Yeah. yeah. Can you, can you do it? <laughs> Let's sign a petition. Let's get it going. All right, movie newbers, you know what to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess, where do we want to steer the, the, next kind of, the next kind of topic? Well, should we, yeah. Go, yeah, should we go into the questions then? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh wait. I mean, I oh wait. We oh, sorry. I thought that was Jabriel sort of queuing up. The seems like we're free flowing this meant... conversation. So. Oh, know. just because like one of the. Yeah, just because just just because one of the questions we'll have always at the end of this will be favorite performance. So I wonder. Beautiful, if... beautiful. Let's let's do it. Yeah. I, I don't mind diving into the questions. Yeah, absolutely. Are we sure? Cool. All right. So um, does everyone remember what the. Has everyone prepared I was, answers, I was just or gonna are you guys wing gonna it, wing it? Should I pose these? My opinions to you always or? change, even after I like right after I say it, I'll probably change my opinion. But exactly. So after <laughs> so after this talk, J Roll's gonna love this film. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I'll okay. So first question we have, as we'll always have from here on out, Brad, is favorite scene. So guys, which were your favorite scenes? Uh, sure, sure. Um, my uh, my favorite scene, and and I, and it was a struggle between two. Uh, and the second one uh, was, you know, the, the classic standoff. The classic standoff was 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 put to the side for this one. And my favorite scene uh, comes in with my favorite score, "The Ecstasy of Gold," and it's Tuco discovering the cemetery and running, and you get this almost mm. you know you get this you get Tuco's discovery of the graves and the rapid almost kaleidoscope like world that you know creates a sense of spinning ecstasy and sheer euphoric liberation uh 
you know, from the grueling two, two and a half hour hunt. And here he is just in absolute, you know, bewilderment. And it's just, and with the score tying in, I could have cried multiple times at that scene. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good Honestly, choice. Jaber, no what about you? clue. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I just want Gabriel to did not you know, do his homework, guys. This is shocking. First, first episode of season two. Did he watch this film? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A good amount. How I often were you on your phone amount. during this film? Then? Um, no, no, I watched the film. I watched. The film. <laughs> oh, Gabriel. Uh, we, we failed him. We have failed him. I guess <laughs> it would be like when they're, uh, you know the. I can't, just all the scenes that inspired other huge scenes in other movies, that's what I liked. Because I'm like, oh, okay, I understand why they did that. That came from this. But all in all, I found it really tough to watch this movie, honestly. I guess when they were shooting the hats off, that was pretty funny. That made me laugh in the beginning. When they were doing the whole, uh, their their scam, you know, their con, that whole thing of events. <laughs> Habibi, you're gonna make you're gonna make Ollie cry. I think Ollie's gonna give up. I think he's gonna give up watching films. You you have killed him. <laughs> I just don't know how you watch this film. Like I get not enjoying it, but there if you can't pick a scene that has any memory, like a dude literally gets his like yeah. he gets like handcuffs torn off by a moving train. They actually did that. <laughs> yeah, they put that actor's head right next to a train, like. Several times, a guy's about to be hung, yeah. and then the I mean, rope's cut by a bullet from like a mile away. Like, I mean, uh, there was it, so much name? like uh, just epic shit that happens and, in this movie. Uh, like, Runner, they do better. Oh, man. Like a bridge gets blown like, up. Looney Tunes. <laughs> like this, that's this is exactly what oh, this movie reminds me. Gabriel, you're killing me, Looney dude. Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Sammy Sam. Like, oh trying my to find god. Oh buddy. boy, this like, is this uh, is literally what it reminds me of. <laughs> Oh my God, Sergio Leone! It, his 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 Jedi ghost is crying right it's now. Crying. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Oh my God! All right, I've got to. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? Can wow. You feel the tension? Oh okay, I'm just God. gonna. I'm just gonna. Okay, I'm just gonna cut to to my favorite scene so we can sort of move past. So we can this. get this over with. The J. Bro literally could not remember a scene that he liked enough to include in this. Okay. All right, okay, well, I think Raph mentioned it a little bit earlier, or alluded to it anyway, but my favorite scene would probably be, it's really tough, because there are so many great scenes in this film, Jabriel, but um, <laughs> the the opening scene, uh, yeah, the opening scene, um, incredible, I think there must be about six or seven minutes of complete silence before anyone utters a line of dialogue, this is something that Leone did in other films he did most probably most famously in once upon a time in the west but it is just a master class in like creating and sustaining tension like you don't know who any of these people are you just see a boy doing that thing where <laughs> i don't know like <laughs> i'm not sure what that is like they're like milling the land in some way with yeah yeah and then he just sees that that carriage coming from the distance and he just, you can tell from his reaction that some shit is about to go down. Yeah. And then he tells his dad, and then they, you don't any, hear any words pass between them. And then this guy just walks in, and he takes about two minutes just to sit down. And then just starts eating this dude's soup, like stew, right in front of him. And you're like, Who, what are the balls in this kind of guy, yeah. right? Like, And then you just know 
if he has these kind of balls, what is he here to do? What ma is making this, the dad so afraid? I don't know. It's just brilliant. Like not much happens until, of course, everything happens and it gets very violent. But it is just, for me, it was impossible to tear my eyes away, even though I've seen this mm. film a couple of times before. Born to yeah. play that role too. I mean, Lee Van Cleef, that laugh, his <laughs> <Yes>. laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 yeah, he's, he's, he's uncomfortably menacing to watch. Oh God. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, pure I guess evil. Could, pure evil. And you could say like, they were all kind of, you know, born to play those parts, but yeah, it's that, and that's also, that's also the great thing about this film is the rule of three, man. Like this is, this is your classic most, Oh, this is your most classic trio. I mean, you know, it, it paved the way for all other trios. It made the rule of three for. I'm yeah. sure it helped make the it's rule a, of three for cinema, and why the rule of three is Legolas, so strong. You know, fucking Aragorn, Harry Potter, and... Hermione, and Ron. We, you know, uh, Legolas, Aragon, Gimli. We, a movie that we reviewed. Uh, Brody, Ho uh, Hooper, and and Quint in Jaws. You know? But these, but these guys are not. They're not. A, they're not. A, they're not like um. Wait, Jaws. They're not a, Jaws no, they're not, not, they're not a trio in that sense. Exist, they're not right? like buddies. They're all competing against one another. Uh, uh, ten, uh, no, nine like years. nine years. Like, yeah. yeah, this film is nineteen sixty-six. Um, Seventy-five. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. And I mentioned that you know Quentin Tarantino, I think, paid his own uh, homage mm -hmm. to this scene in the beginning of Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, you know when mm -hmm. the uh, Christoph Waltz character shows up. See, I love Django. Farm. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. Okay, great. <laughs> great, because that's not on our list. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> and that's not what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. All, all right, right. Lead, us, lead us to the next yeah, question. Yeah, all right, next question. Uh, favorite performance. Favorite performance. Uh, Jay, bro, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Try and think of one. There were none. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I like Jamie. I like Jamie Fox in Django and Chain. <laughs> I saw a really good TikTok video the other day. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> like okay, with the, with the ADR, right? Like uh, the guy, the guy with no know. legs. Come on, that was. Are you are you are you rating two people's performances? Are the actors true. recording later? No, but for most, okay, the for actors, most of the major the actors, actors I think yeah, most, at least for okay. the American actors, yeah. they would have um, dubbed their own. I like, their own I like um, Duco. The trio, Duco, the trio dubbed or whatever his name is. Tuco, yeah. His, his, his performance was really funny. Tuco, and Tuco. It, to me, his character was the best character. Like the most developed. Like an actor would be able to be like, okay, I can mm -hmm. do something with this. Thank you for this inform information. And I can act. While the other two, I was just like, that's, that's how we do suck. it. That's how we do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you get okay. information, yeah, that's, you that, embody that's how I take on my this role. person, and then you act. <laughs> I mean, like, you need some sort of idea yeah. of what the character is. And I think his was the most well-developed. Overall. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Raph, what do you think then? Yeah, I'm with, with Chipriol, you know, this, the embodiment of, of the actor who played Tuco. <laughs> he just, he just acted. Um, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, Tuco was, 
Tuca was my man. I mean, yeah, he had my favorite line. He had my favorite moment. So, I mean, you could, you know, I, I, I was laying out sprinkles for who my favorite character was. And, and it's Tuco. There is no, yeah, it's, 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 it's it, what a role, what a performance. I mean, it's, it's something that I would only merely dream of playing if I ever got the chance to play a character, this faceted, this multifaceted and this complicated and this layered and, and but it's kind of like you know, it must be Fonzie. so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuco. Do you know Fonzie? Fonzie? Yeah. Yeah, Gingo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just Fonzie from well, from Happy Days? From ha- <laughs> Okay. I I am not too familiar with Fonzie, I'm not gonna lie. I know he like he doesn't he like I mean, just punch the jukebox the and then starts playing some music. Isn't that his move? <laughs> from Happy Days. Oh, wow. I'll have to do some recent. <laughs> I don't know yet. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I I hate to be boring here, but I'm gonna have to go with the um, with Tuco as well. Eli Wallach as Tuco. Um, I you know I'll mention this a little bit later. There is a bit of uh, dodginess in his casting, I think, but it is a great. He he does imbue this character with a lot of humor, which I think Gabriel appreciated, but then also just a real. I don't know. Uh, kind of a, a a sense of tragedy in a way. I mean, he is a fool. He's an idiot, and he's a bit of a grease ball. But you know, he's kind of a, a tragic idiot in a way, right? And it's funny you mentioned that he's the most developed character. Right? I think that's true because that's he's the only character who we actually learn any backstory about. You know, from his uh, conversations with his brother, who's a who plays the um, pastor. Um, but yeah, but I, I would say as a, as a runner up, I might go with. Um, I might go with um, uh, Lee Van Cliff as Angel Eyes. Mm-hmm. I think he's brilliant. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Clint Eastwood. You know, we, we've seen it. You know, it's it's, it's Clint. We've seen it. It's, yeah. it's been done. Yeah, it's you know Clint Eastwood. It's Clint. It's Clint you know, doing we know his what, thing. Yeah, we know what we're getting. It's Clint. Um, yeah. And what a handsome. <laughs> I mean, he was. Yeah. What a devilishly handsome man. I still think uh, Clint Eastwood's best performance was his appearance at the 2012. Republican uh, National Committee. <laughs> Has anyone seen that? Where he started talking to the chair. Yep. Yep. Like one one of the greatest actors of our time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And what was what was I mean what was really particular with this film as well is it was um, because we're talking about performances. Um, it received um, like uh, I think a, 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 as little as two uh, as little as four nominations. Uh, ra- really random nominee. It re- it was critically panned. It was, was it, it received like you know very little accolades, very little appreciation from the press. It, mm-hmm. it was it was it, you know people thought it was a flop, and it was yeah. Criti- like, it was just yeah. Well, was, I think it made just, a lot of it made a lot of money in its. It time, made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I mean, commercially it made a lot, but critically yeah, it was, wasn't there a really, thing? Like, but that's because the genre was not respected. I mean, absolutely towards Italian movies or something like that spaghetti westerns you, sure. one could one could one could make that argument yeah one could make that argument i think it wouldn't um, be hard to imagine yeah and i think yeah. spaghetti westerns were just they were seen as cheap you yeah. know genre exercises they weren't yeah. seen as films of substance and it wasn't yeah. until later that this film was really appreciated i think even i think i, I want to say i don't want to put words in his mouth but i think roger ebert gave this maybe three out of four stars and he later gave it four stars and added it into his great movies list. But 
originally he said this is a really good movie but it's a spaghetti western so it can't be like that great you know what i mean wow, and that was yeah. basically like the gist of or you know even the positive feedback to this film mm. um all right i'll just move us along then uh eight what's aged the best raf what's aged the best in terms of of what oh uh, you mean in 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 terms of scenes and well no of... what no what like what aspect of this movie it could be the i don't know the music the direction oh, uh no. any fact about this movie what do you think this movie came out uh what 55 mm -hmm. years ago 54 years ago Indeed, over over yeah. half a century the so what about it has aged the best cinematography yeah that, for me mm -hmm. okay good good call jabril mm-hmm yeah, it's it's wow. I don't know why I'm blanking. I think I, it's a hard question to to to. You're coming up with good ones here. Um, uh, because I obsessed over it over, uh, I obsessed over it so much. I think I would have to go for the music. Um, it's it's a score that um, was not only uh, was not only somewhat imitated or mimicked but it was a score that is still being used i think we talked about this uh ali is it was used in it's used in advertisement it's used in it's still used in today's contemporary setting you know it's it's a score that lives on that refuses to to to, to pass to the grave and that's for for that reason the music is the thing that's aged the best like a fine wine mm. Great, good answers. I'm going to go with the script, I think. Mm. Um, I think it's just a really good script. I don't think the script get gets, you know, um, gets like enough props. I think it's, it's really funny. I think intentionally mm. so. Um, I think it's really well constructed. And there's lots of great one-liners in this film. That's I mean, true. we could rattle them off. But Was I just it written in It's a really time? sharp script. Um, so, uh, I actually have no idea. I know that it's looking at the credits... I mean, and there are quite a few writers credited on this film. I think four guys in total, including Sergio Leone, and mm. they are—they're all Italian. So yeah, because yeah. there, there has to be they, some sort of like loss English, but when translating languages, right? Like getting a line to sound as awesome as it does in a certain language wouldn't sound as awesome in another language. Would you say? Would you agree? I mean, I yeah. There's definitely language barrier that can be uh, that can be introduced and that can that 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 could be challenged uh, when it comes to collaborative efforts or you know translating a, a, a let's say a Japanese script into into English. Um, obviously, you're not going to get the same uh, feeling or essence uh, than if you were Japanese. Look, uh, you know, watching it in Japanese, but. I think I think I think they do their best, um, but but and I also think this is a collaborative uh, effort of uh, Anglo uh, Anglophone and, and Italian. So they, there was that combination. So they they must have figured it out, you know, uh, as as a as a collaboration to 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 produce this film in English because it was intended to, mm -hmm. to and it is intended to be uh, an English film. And yeah, so. Mm. Uh, and then uh, wait 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 oh, Ollie Ollie. Sorry. So since you said the script, what's your favorite quote? Oh, good question. Now you've got me stumped. Exactly. Um, a question your way. Hmm. I'd like. I like. Uh, <laughs> I like. Uh, put your drawers on and take your gun off. <laughs> Just because uh, you know, 
you have uh yeah yeah just uh, just because i like everything that you know preceded it you know the scene where tuko's in the bathtub and he shoots the guy through the water it's just really cool um that was really badass uh yeah yeah i'll go with that yeah one. don't um let's not bother ask Gabriel. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I think he's gonna have an aneurysm trying to remember um it's <laughs> gonna have a stroke trying to remember what it is um uh, okay all right coming up to the last two questions here so this is the fourth of our so just for you those of you who don't remember we do four questions that are mm-hmm. going to be uh recurring yep. for every episode i think for now and then we're going to fi- end up with a mystery question so nope. on the fourth question Ladies, what is aged no the worst characters except the ones that are getting beat or hurt in some way I think there's That's a, a very, very, yeah. very good answer, actually. Yeah. I, I can't going to, argue I'm, with yeah, that. I, I'm going to have to piggyback that. Yeah, I'm going to have to piggyback that, Gabriel, as well. Yeah, the the only female character that we're kind of introduced uh, yeah. at the beginning of the film gets, yeah, you know, savagely beat up by by, <laughs> by snake. Uh, I was going to say snake eyes. That's Angel eyes. Film. Uh, yeah, by by. Um, Angelus. Well, yeah, I don't know what I'm blocking there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lack of that. And it's it's the time. It's those times. You know, they, they wasn't, there wasn't many. Which is, yeah. again, was, was one of they my They went from that to Godfather. smashing plates. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. She she had a voice. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, in this one, it was Progress. just silent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't even think mm-hmm. the wife of the guy no. was killed in the opening scene. Had any yeah. lines. No. She just kind of shows up and then passes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be yeah. fair, though, like her husband and son just got killed. So a crime. Um, there's probably not much to say. <laughs> Maybe but anyway, a crime. Um, <laughs> Don't justify it. Don't justify it. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, no, you're, I'm not going to justify it. This is uh, this <laughs> film does not even get anywhere near the Bechdel passing the Bechdel test. There is not a single female character of substance in it, and that is the case for most westerns as well. At least those that were made in this period. So yeah, that's age of the worst. I'm going to also add to that, you know, the casting mm. of a Jewish American man as a Mexican does not age very well. Kind of dodgy today. Yeah. I mean, we love Tuco, yeah. but yeah, uh, you would not give that part to Eli Wallach today. And, it would not pass. It would not. And pass. Lo- and hearing his accent, it yeah. is probably quite. It, um, it's made between that it is kind of uh, a wide a range of, of accents throughout the movie. <laughs> I was like. Where's he supposed to be from? <laughs> exactly. Maybe to intentionally Quebec. so, not just not to be. <laughs> well, at one point he just sounds like a rat or something. He's like, eh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, All right, all right, all right. And just to wrap this question section up, uh, so I prepared a mystery question. Um, <laughs> so this is a bit of a weird one. Okay, which one of us would win in a Mexican standoff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say me. I would laugh, so I would die because I'm laughing so hard out of that rat thing. Ooh, okay. Cool. okay. Um, I have the I'm most gonna say me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic, classic. <laughs> what? My two years. In what is this boss that you're referring to here? Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Oh, damn, that yeah. is true. Yeah. The man has 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 served. Oh, really? But uh, I was a paintball champion. 2006. So yeah, and, and I'm a and I'm a really good gun, actor. And then you just so. <laughs> <laughs> you embody the gun. That's, yeah. that's I mean that's yeah. I, yeah. 
I've watched yeah. enough movies to know how to shoot a gun, Same. I think. Yeah, a, a, a revolver especially. Yeah, sideways. It's always sideways. Yeah, Raph was in the uh, off-Broadway adaptation of Training Day. Speaking <laughs> so of sideways. All about guns. Yeah. Speaking of the sideways. I, I, am, King, uh, I am King Kong. Shoots I am King Kong. Sideways. I thought that was pretty funny. I, oh, damn. So does that mean Tuco's kind of like street? Like He's, he's pretty hip. He's pretty hip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that bit where Tuco was just like break yourself fool and then <laughs> was um that 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 did seem to come out of nowhere. That was his favorite scene. That was Javier's favorite scene. Javier just watched like <laughs> he literally just watched like Training Day or like or like Menace to Society instead All right, of. Guys, I think it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. favorite part. Uh, the ratings. So I'm gonna go last. Okay. Do it. Mm-hmm. So. I think Ollie, you go first. Hit us up with your rating mm-hmm. and your object. I want to know what Boom. what it is. <laughs> oh, oh shit! All right, I forgot about this. Okay, yes, uh, I know exactly what I'm going to say here. Ten. I'm going to referring to one of my favorite little visual gags. <laughs> I in was the like, movie. what the hell is that? Ten pink umbrellas out of ten. <laughs> I love that when he popped R2 the pink D2 umbrella. Oh, he gets me. That was brilliant. <laughs> have an umbrella and a shot while they walk in the desert. I'm pretty sure that there is. Oh, I think it is. I, I don't Similar. know which Star Wars you've seen, but they do. Is it? Pink? I think I do think I know what you're talking you about. No, they do, they do, they do, they do, they do, they do, they do. Um. Uh. Yeah, we're checking it out. Pull it up, Jamie. Fact checkers. Yeah, fact checkers. <laughs> Sorry, wasting time as well. <laughs> I guess what? Um. Uh. So what? Would you say ten out of ten? Why can't I find anything? This is okay. Uh, yes, ten pink umbrellas out of. I'm going 10. last. What's what's your what's your verdict? Yeah, oh, Jay you're Berlotti's, going last. Jay Berlotti oh, said okay, he's going to tarnish the memory of this film by being the last one to. Um, by being the last one to rate it. Um. All right. Well, then it is my turn, and I will give it ten. Ten okay. silver. Bullets I will give it out of ten. <laughs> Oh God! Here we go. <laughs> no, no. You, you One massive dong out movie. of ten. <laughs> like, it's definitely above a five. <laughs> no, you just haven't watched it. So I'm gonna give it um, <laughs> six cowboy okay, hats. Okay, that's reassuring. Okay, fair enough. Then I think I gave it. I think that's six, higher than Midsummer. Or maybe five. Uh, I think. I think I can't remember. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I think you did. When the good and the bad and the ugly is par with Midsommar. (laughs) That rhymes too. No, that's fair. It puts it down on the uh, mediocre level. I guess that's it. We we got our our ratings. So thank you guys for listening. Um, It's it's a bit of trial and error. (laughs) Remember our first episode with uh, Green Room and we did um, Rear Window. And uh, the other one I didn't like. Buried. Yeah, buried. See, it's trial and error. Oh, again. buried. We're trying. Buried. We're working at it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Before yeah. we go, before we go, don't forget no to worries. like, share, subscribe, five star on iTunes, on podcasts, on Apple Music or whatever. Give us a share. Uh, tell us, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your family members. <laughs> tell your family members. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you like this one. And 
for next week, make sure you watch this next movie, Old Country for No Men. Is that how we're old uh, men okay. country? <laughs> old men for country. Old country for no men. Uh, oh god! All right. So, oh, I think on our next episode, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna watch No Country for Old Men, the uh, Coen Not Brothers one. masterpiece from two thousand and seven. <laughs> Oh wow, we need to put. Okay, we got to put us to bed, guys. We got to re- <laughs> yeah, yeah, restore. We got to restore this. So. Yeah, hopefully the Cohen brothers. No country for old men. <laughs> no country. For, okay, no country for old men. That's what we'll be watching for new next men. Week. That's uh, what I said. So, so old country for no men. All right. Um, for new men. Yeah. <laughs> men country for men old country now. for old men. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, guys, no men country old for. And. Uh, Catch you next time. Move it, noob it. Hey guys, if you like the show, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Movie Newbie, and you can also search The Movie Newbie on Medium for really cool, spoiler-free reviews. So, catch you in the next episode. Till next time, guys. Enjoy. <laughs>